Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I've been waiting for this show for a number of weeks. You know, what's really hot right now, it's a hot topic. I mean, you can't go online, you can't go on TV without people talking about sort of bullion and gold and silver and coins and collectibles right now because everybody's talking about it as inflation keeps on increasing. And we wanted to bring a real expert on the show with regard to sort of not only what's going on in this space, but also the, the different types of software that are available for, for companies to start getting involved with this very amazing industry. So we brought a real leader in this space on the field. He's a worldwide leader. His name is Mr. Dan Barrett. And of course, he's the founder of Plutus Software. And of course, he knows a lot about precious metals as the co-owner of Pacific Precious Metals, but we have so many questions for Danny. He has a great software. It's an end-to-end -end solution, really, for the bullion, coin, and collectible industry, but we want to get into it. We have so many questions. Dan, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Thanks very much. I'm glad to be here. Well, you have such a vision for what you're doing. I mean, you really looked at the bullion and coin industry and realized that there really wasn't a product to assist real retailers to really not only record their buys and sells in the transaction, but really to create a full system to sort of track it all. But I want to get into it deeper with you in just a moment, but let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet as we become very famous for it, .com Magazine. Tell us what you're doing at Plutus, and then we're going to get into it. So I, I founded Plutus actually was... Um... I, I was involved in co-owner of Pacific Precious Metals, and I'm more of a tech guy. And what they were missing was they had no software systems to manage inventory, to link into a website, to push out to various marketplaces like eBay or uh, Collector's Corner or any of these things with real-time pricing. It's, you know, the bullion industry, you said it's really hot right now. People are, are buying gold. It's inflation is rampant. And if we measure it by 1980 standards, it's much even much higher than the astronomical rates they're quoting today. So everyone's focused on gold. The demand for gold is up. And our software platform provides that sort of real-time solution where you get real-time pricing on your website of gold, of any kind of gold bullion, silver bullion, platinum bullion products. The coin industry, where it's also extremely hot, the prices have doubled on on collectible coins over the last year and a half, and and then other other collectibles that we we provide. But there's there's thousands of these small 
retailers all over the country that, you know, buy and sell this stuff daily and they have no software to manage that business and to lower costs, increase efficiencies and sell more. So that's I took that on. It's a pretty small industry. There's only what three to five thousand dealers out there. So from a big guy perspective, it's pretty small. But because I was involved, hey, this looked like a great opportunity to build a software product. Uh, and like all construction or software related projects, I thought, okay, I'll have this knocked out in a year. That was five years ago. And I'm still evolving it and it's still growing and we're adding clients every day. So it's, it's, uh, it's been a great uh, run. It's an interesting space to be in. And I think it will be an interesting space to be in for you know, the foreseeable future because I don't think gold's going anywhere. Yeah, Dan, it's such a remarkable entrepreneurial story that you have. Of course, you started and you looked at the precious metal space and you said to yourself with your engineering background, there has to be a better way. And then you decided to sort of start Plutus. Let's talk about it a little bit, because like you mentioned, there, there's a lot of smaller shops around the country. They're not really managing their collectibles very well. What types of companies reach out to you at Plutus and they say, hey, Dan, we heard about this end-to-end solution. It looks remarkable. We want in. You know, what does that first conversation sound like with the potential client? Well, the, the first conversation is usually, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, when I go to either, let's say, a collectible coin show, and there's lots of those that are going on, I talk to people and say, hey, what are you using to manage your, your inventory? And some guys, you know, particularly if they're older, they'll pick, pick, hold up a pad of paper. And I say, well, how do you know, you know, if anything's disappeared from your inventory, what price you paid for it? And it goes like, you know, I, I kind of manage it and they shrug their shoulders. Right. Uh, and so when I tell them about the system uh, and certainly there's some uh, some guys that aren't interested, they're, you know, really old. They've been in the business for 45 years and and computers are a challenge for them. But for the majority of them, it's just like, yeah, we really need something. Right. We really need something. We want to talk about that, but it's a pretty big undertaking initially to say, all right, how do I get these 8,000 or 10,000 items that I own into a new system so that I can manage it and sell it on eBay, sell it on Collector's Corner, sell it, sell it on my own website, which I'm not doing today, and then manage it all. So they're really enticed by it. Um, and they always want to further that conversation. So I've got ongoing conversations with loads of these small retailers, the ones that are embracing the technology wholeheartedly are the ones that we see are starting to sell a lot more and succeed uh, on the national landscape. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a pretty exciting time. And most people, when they see it, they say, wow, no one else has built something for our industry. And this is different. Yeah. Okay. And then they say, well, can it do this? Can it do this? Can it do this? And it's usually yes, 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 yes. And it's like, oh no, but that's a good idea. We'll build it. Right. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. I love it so much. Of course, anybody that uses your system, they find, I would imagine that it really improves their profitability and it really increases their sales because you need this type of sort of feedback loop that your system provides, especially to a business owner. So it's really remarkable. One thing that we loved about your technology, Dan, when we looked into it is we sort of looked at it like you and your technology team, you've done all the heavy lifting so that your clients don't have to. So where did that come from? That idea that we're going to do all the heavy lifting and we're going to sort of put together a very integrated, 
easy solution that would appeal not only to really tech savvy, you know, people on the front lines, but also these other people that, you know, maybe are not as tech savvy as maybe the younger guys are. Right. Well, it's, you know, we, we looked at that, right. And that was one of the challenges is how do we, how do we uh, build this end to end solution and what do we need to do in order to make it simple and particular, and it's not even just for the older guys that aren't as computer savvy, the younger guys, they want to spend more of their time on, I need to go to this coin show or how do I market more of my stuff and what's working and what's not working. And our systems integrated with Google analytics and Google tag manager and Facebook marketing and Pinterest and all of that stuff. So all they have to do is do that and uh, put put a couple of codes in there at the back from their other accounts, and our system will push all of that information into those analytical tools so that they can see how many people have been on the website, how many people have abandoned their shopping cart, how many people how many people are buying this, that, or the other thing, and it gives them a lot greater insights to to see all that. And then we have our own separate reporting structure so that they can see what they bought, what they've sold, what they're making the most money on, what they're not making money on. And it just, it, it just, it's a good system all the way around. Right. Yeah. People always room for improvement, always room for improvement. And that's why I still got a full team uh, working uh, around the clock uh, on, on our systems. Yeah, I love it so much, Daniel. Of course, you're committed to your clients. So I would imagine based on the feedback loop that you have and the number of clients that you have that when they mention to you, hey, Dan, what if we had this? What if we had that? That you're very responsive to, to listening to your clients. You know, Let's talk about how important listening to your clients is to build and make the most robust software that you possibly can. It's, it's critical to, to get that feedback. And all of my clients have my direct mobile number. So if they run into an issue or can't figure out how to do something or have a specific request for like, hey, you know, it would be great if if the system could do this. They're calling me direct, sending me a text. I get on the phone with them as soon as I'm off my other calls. And then we say, hey, what can we do? And I'll say, all right, well, what if we do it this way or this way? Will that work? Because sometimes they're looking at it from a very narrow point of view because they've done the business this way all their life. But if I can broaden it out and say, hey, that's a great idea, but what if we do it this way? Because then you can do this, this, and this. It's usually that feedback, and then we build it, and uh, you know, it's loved all the way around, basically. Yeah, I love it. But I it's key it. to list your, you know, let clients directly contact me so that it's involved direct, almost directly in the, in the product development process. Yeah, I love that. You're using your clients in product development. You give out your cell phone. I mean, I think it's really brilliant. Your your phone must be pinging all day long, you know, with people. So it's great. Let's talk about sort of the vision just for a minute, because obviously we know that, you know, this system, this end-to-end solution that you you built and continue to improve upon every single day based on the clients' recommendations and what's going on in the space and with your technology team making the improvements, of course, you know, you continue to improve. But how important is the back end? In other words, you know, we know the front end works great. How important is sort of the reporting and the book pe- bookkeeping part of your system to your clients as well? It's actually very important. And, you know, we've integrated it with QuickBooks online uh, and we'll probably integrate it with QuickBooks desktop uh, shortly in the future. But we also have a lot of 
reporting built into the system so that they can see what's, you know, real time, what's my revenue, cost of goods sold, gross profit. And then we can push all of that stuff into QuickBooks real time for them so that their bookkeeper gets all that information, doesn't have to go through a cuts down on the amount of time that their bookkeeping takes all of that. But yes, the, the, the back end system, the inventory control where they can count their inventory and see, well, I'm missing one gold American Eagle because my, the system says I should have 15, but I'm only counting 14. Hey, let's go investigate this and figure it out instead of at the end of the year going like, okay, we're missing 12, we're 12 ounces of gold. I wonder where that went. Right. So we have all this control systems, daily cash drawer systems, inventory control, reporting on sales and uh, in a variety of metrics. And we can push it all to, to the back end uh, bookkeeping status as well. Yeah, I love it, Dan. You know, when I think of you and what you've done, I look at you as sort of a zykus in the face, in the space, someone that's a forward thinker. Let's kind of let's bring our minds into the future a little bit, because I know you love thinking about that. Let's say I have a gold coin. And let's say I want to go online and buy something, but I don't want to use my credit card. I don't want to use cash. I want to use my gold coin. What's the future look like? Am I going to be able to go with my gold coin, somehow exchange that, get the money for it, you know, use the, the, the money to buy something else? How does sort of that exchange look with, you know, gold coin, silver, platinum, and things like that? Yeah, that, that's certainly, it's possible today to do that. It's, it's, um, you know, you can't, because you physically have the gold coin in your hand, somebody else has to take that from you. So you, it's not like you can buy something from across the country and say, hey, I'll, I'll mail you the gold coin. Send me the stuff first. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But yeah, our system allows people to walk in. And that happens all the time with Pacific Precious Metals, because I know I talk to them a few times a week to see how their business is doing. You know, people will come in with a gold coin or silver coin and want to either change it just for cash or they want to buy something else with it. And it's just a simple in-kind exchange. So it's it's pretty easy to happen with our software uh, where, you know, you could come in, you credit your account by one ounce of gold, and then you can buy whatever you want or take some cash, however, however you want to deal with it. But I do see that, the you know, in the future, it's unclear to me because I'm a big fan of crypto as well, whether and I'm surprised the government hasn't shut it down or the banking industry hasn't has found some excuse to shut it down so far. Uh, and maybe it's too big now for them to do that, uh, which is my hope. You know, th there'll be gold backed cryptos and there are already some that exist, but there and there's definitely some advantages to crypto as far as exactly what you said. Hey, buying something, you can send something on the blockchain across the country and they know they've got it and it's ir irrevocable and they've got the money. But there's also a lot of benefits to the physical gold market where you don't have to worry about somebody getting your private key and all this other stuff. They don't, you know, you've got the gold sitting in your dungeon or your basement or wherever you've got it stored. Right. Uh, and it's not nearly as volatile as crypto, right? So yeah, it's very interesting. There's a lot of people buying safes right now. And like you said, you know, hiding their, their precious metals. Your system, Aureus, I mean, mm -hmm. when, I look up, when I look at it and I think about it, I would imagine that your clients also say to you, hey, Dan, you know, we have a lot of people walking in the store, but we also want to put up a nice system on our website. We want to have a shopping cart for 
that's fully integrated sort of for, you know, bullion and things like that. Let's talk about that part of your system, because I would imagine a lot of people connect with that idea as well. That, that, that Very much so. And that's a critical component. I, I think primarily the first thing is, hey, they want to be able to manage their inventory, but they everyone wants to sell more product, right? Because it's it's a there's a lot of operating leverage in, in the coin industry that, you know, if you it doesn't take a lot of extra work or manpower to sell twice as much stuff. And but now your profits are double, right? So having a, a professional website that's got a shopping cart that feeds in real time, it's integrated with the back end point of sale is key. And our system supports all of that stuff, whether it's bullion listing where the prices update uh, multiple times a minute to collectible coins where most of it might be fixed price to you can sell jewelry, you can sell gemstones. We've got a variety of other things that they can buy and sell through the point of sale. You can put all of that on the website and it's all priced real time. They click buy, check out, pops up in the point of sale as a, as a new sale right on their dashboard. They can fulfill it. I don't know, maybe the person's going to come in and pick it up because they get to select that through the checkout process, ship to me or pick up in person. If it's pick up in person, which one of their locations, it supports multiple locations. All of that's real time and it's with a professional looking website and the clients of Aureus. Aureus is, by the way, I don't think we actually use that word very much. Plutus Software is the co corporate name. The product's name is Aureus. Aureus is the ancient Roman gold coin that was used for hundreds and hundreds of years as the main staple gold coin in both the Republic of Rome and the Empire of Rome that people used to buy and sell, right? And then the silver coin was called the denarius. So I called my product Aureus Point of Sale. So it just kind of represents the gold version of coins. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what uh, the, the system will do for them. It just basically helps them sell a lot more. And they've got a, a state-of-the-art, custom-built website uh, with an integrated shopping cart that feeds right into their point-of-sale system. Yeah, it's, it's really remarkable what you've done. Of course, we've spoken about coins. We've spoken about gold. Let's talk about a couple of other areas that a lot of people are interested in these days because there's, you know, you're living on the margins if you're one of these companies, you know, scrap and then gems. I mean, does your system also address scrap and gems? Because I would imagine you're getting a lot of calls about that as well. Yeah, we do. We do. And so when you say scrap, what we're referring to is old jewelry or old silverware, right? Your great aunt dies and leaves all of her tea sets and silverware to, the, you know, your wife. And then what do you do with this? No one uses this anymore. Or jewelry, right? Uh, every woman on the planet owns some jewelry. Uh, some of it they like, some of it they don't like, some of it breaks, whatever. And they want to cash it in for the gold value or the silver value, what have you, right? So when we say scrap, that's what we're really talking about, mostly old jewelry. Most of these small dealers uh, around the country uh, and none of them are pawn shops. My software doesn't do pawn. It just does, you know, the small time gold bullion uh, type coin dealer uh, that also buys jewelry from the public. So usually the coin dealers will pay better rate than a pawn shop will. Right. So you go in, you exchange it. They weigh it. They, they test it to make sure what kind of gold it is, how much gold content. And then they pay people based on the gold content. So there's a it's a critical factor because almost every dealer that we have you that uses our software that's interested in our software does that as part of their business so selling them a software solution that doesn't include that would they say well now i've got to use two systems i've got 
you know, the system for the scrap, but then I use yours. Yours is great for bullion and coins, but it didn't have scrap. We, we built it from the gut, from the get go to include scrap. And when you're buying old jewelry, you end up with gemstones, right? There's diamonds in there. There's rubies, sapphires, emeralds, whatever. So we also provide that category in there where they, if they want to pay for a large diamond, you got a 1.2 carat diamond that's coming in and you want to pay the person for that diamond and log it into the system based on all its characteristics, the four C's. We all know what the four C's are. At least we knew that when we got married and we had to learn it, right? So that we could go out and buy that engagement ring for, for our uh, soon-to-be wife. Uh, so it, it also supports all of that. And then we also do paper money. We also do collectible paper money. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen old paper money. Uh, I try to resist the temptation of buying it, but the artwork on it is absolutely amazing. You know, the old U.S. dollars that when it was the larger size bills, we all have what's called small size Federal Reserve notes now. But the stuff that was previous to that, the artwork was absolutely astonishing. And they were larger size bills. Uh, and so our system supports that as well. People buying and selling that. And that's a straight collectible. But you're, you know, you're buying a $10 old US bill and you're paying $3,500 for it. So uh, yeah, a little bit of collectible it's, value to it. It's such a great space. Of course, that artwork is so beautiful. And of course, there's a lot of notes throughout the world as well, not US dollars, where the artwork, you can't believe how gorgeous and beautiful the artwork is on those notes. Let's Let's talk a little bit about risk. Let's talk a little bit about the way that Dan Barrett thinks about risk with regard to having all your money, for example, in notes versus other options that sort of spreads out the risk and gives you a sort of a more diversified approach. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit because you have some very interesting sort of thoughts about you know having all your money in hard assets versus some of the other assets that are available today. Yeah, I, I've never, you know, I used to work, I worked on Wall Street for nine years and, and, you know, I left when the hedge fund I was working for kind of blew up. It, they didn't really blow up, but they weren't making any money at, in the 08 crisis, 09. Uh, and that's when I got into the gold business because I was already buying physical gold myself and I couldn't find a legitimate place to buy it from. Um, but I'm never, I've never been a big advocate, you know, and there's plenty of gold bugs that come in to the offices of Pacific Precious Metals and, and all of their money is in gold and silver. And I, I just think that maybe they're right, but I, I've never been a, been a big advocate of putting all of your money into any one asset class because things never go as you expect. There's too many variables in the world that can change things, whether it's central bank policy, whether it's geopolitics, whether it's inflation, you know, all of these things play a role and none of us are smart enough to pick it, to predict accurately, right? When it's gonna happen or whatever. But I think that people should have some money in gold and silver, uh, bullion, you know, what, whether it's low single digits or high single digits, you know, which is typically any one asset class, that's what people will allocate to, or, or maybe slightly higher in this environment. You know, that's for them to decide with their financial advisor based on their particular situation. Um, but I'm not a big advocate of anyone putting all of their eggs in one basket, right? Because we just don't know. We just don't know yeah. how it's going to be. You know, own a ho- owning a home is a good investment as well. That's a hard asset. Uh, you got to live somewhere. And, and it's proved to be a very good investment over the last 20 years, 30 years as well. 
So Yeah, great advice to diversify. Of course, you know, Daniel's basically saying, talk to your financial advisor for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about competition. Yeah. And before we get into the entrepreneurial journey, and again, thank you so much for cutting some time out today. I know you're so busy. You give your cell phone out to your customers. It's probably pinging in the background right now. Let's talk about competition because I would imagine in this space, when your software gets into every single location, that those companies are going to be competing against each other to buy and sell at the right price to make sure that you know they have a, a valuable ongoing business entity. So how important in the future is the competition in the space going to be between the dealers competing against each other? Uh, it's, it's not as great as you might at first uh, imagine. Uh, there's certainly some national bullion dealers that use sort of plug and play big e-commerce platforms to sell bullion nationally, right? And, and that's co some competition for them. But for the most part, most of the dealers sell locally, right? Even if the person's ordering online. The person's ordering online because, hey, the price dropped at 10 p.m., but they're not open, but I can order right now, lock in my price. Tomorrow, I'll go in and pay, you know, give them cash or I'll give them a check or whatever and pick up my gold. Um, or it's a situation where it's a collectible coin. Well, uh, finding a collectible coin, it's a very specific year, very specific mint mark, very specific grade, blah, 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 blah. It's not like there's a million of them out there. So if you're buying from one dealer, all the other, none of the other dealers or very few of them actually have it. And there's some good published prices. So there's not going to be a big uh, fluctuation in the prices on the collectible coin side between dealers. But on the bullion side, a lot of people just want to buy locally. And so long as you're a, you've got a competitive price, all the dealers that are using my software, they're in different cities or towns all over the country. So they're not really competing with each other in that sense, Right. Somebody, want you, you know, you live in Atlanta. I don't know where you live, but let's just say you live in Atlanta or a suburb of Atlanta you're, and you want to buy some local gold. You'll go and you get a good price. Local gold dealer right there. You can buy it online and go pick it up from them or have them ship it to you. But you, you know them, you trust them. You don't have to worry, right? Oh, now, if it's a problem, well, now I got to ship it back. And it's not like you're buying a pair of jeans or a, an iPhone. You're, you're buying something that's worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. A lot of risk, a lot of risk in getting that in the mail, right? A lot of risk in shipping it back if you don't, you know, if you have a problem with it. So they're not actually competing with each other as much as you think. And I think that's one of the benefits of my platform. The, you know, the other thing I'll say is we don't really have any competition. No one else has built a product like ours. Um, and I think it's partially because I already knew the bullion industry. And then I've learned the, the collectible industry through all of my clients over the, over the last few years. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, there's so many people that just want to go local and they want to walk into the local shop and they don't want to do it by mail or by FedEx or UPS. They want to go in, they want to see it, feel it, touch it, get to know the entrepreneur behind the business, yep. get to know the CEO, get to know the founder and actually, you know, do business locally. And I love that so much. It's a great, great um, sort of uh, niche that you've built here. Dan, let's get into your entrepreneurial journey. You know, uh, you started, you know, back in 2008, you were at the hedge fund and then one thing led to another and here you are, you know, developing this powerful software. We have a lot of younger people watching the show and, you know, maybe they're hitting a roadblock. Maybe they're hitting a pothole in the road. Maybe they freeze because they freak out a little bit. 
Let's talk or share some insight, Dan, from your past experience to the younger entrepreneurs watching the show. Maybe you could share with them some ideas about what it takes to get through a tough time in business, how to keep on pushing and come out the other side. Well, uh, and I certainly, I, I know what that, what that is like, um, because there have been tough times since, you know, since I left Wall Street and I, I started first, you know, I, I found set up and, and I'm co-owner of the bullion industry and then moved into the tech side pretty quickly after that. You know, there'll, there'll be times where you're, you're bleeding cash, right? And you don't know, where am I going to get more cash? Can I keep affording to, to fund this? What's my long-term vision? Am I approaching it wrong? You, you have to pull back and ask yourself where you're spending all your money and is it giving you the return that you need? Are you better off to spend money elsewhere? What can you cut out during the hard times and still give long-term without jeopardizing the long-term viability of your whatever you're doing, right? And it doesn't matter whether you're building software or whether you're building a, a you know, trying to make a restaurant successful or whatever, right? It's just like, where can you, when you're in the hard times, you got to watch your costs and do everything you can. You're working 14, 16 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're wearing every hat imaginable. You're wearing the marketing hat. You're wearing the sales hat. You're wearing the, you know, the uh, clean up, clean up the place hat, right? The, uh, you're, the bookkeeping hat, you're, wear, you're wearing so many hats and you got to keep doing it, right? But you got to persevere through and you're tired all the time. But if you keep working and you treat other people that you're working with fairly, whether you got employees or not, I've always been a big advocate as treat your people fairly, be honest with them, don't lie to them. Uh, as far as if they're not doing a good job, you got to tell them, you got to do it this way because I can't afford to have you doing it that way. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. And if you're honest with people and, and straightforward and not in not mean spirited about it, I think usually people respond to that, right? Because they know that you're you're they know it's coming from a place of of honesty. Right. So that's what I would tell any younger entrepreneur that's hitting a roadblock. You, you're, make sure you're wearing all the hats that you can, that you give responsibilities to others that might be working for you when they can handle it. And when they can give you, they can offload some of that, offload some of that work onto them if they can do it as well as you. Right. Because you won't be able to do everything, but you're going to be doing a lot, especially in the hard times. Yeah, great advice, of course, like you just mentioned. You know, entrepreneurs would rather work 100 hours a week for themselves than 40 hours a week for somebody else. And be honest, like Dan says, and for the entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind what Dan just said. I mean, he kind of gave you a mini Harvard MBA right there about how to be an entrepreneur. It was really good. Now, before I let you go, I'm, I'm extending the time a little bit because I wanted to know a little bit about the team because I know you're a big proponent of building a great team. And I know you have a great team at Plutus right now. Let's talk about how important a team is to entrepreneurs to build a great company. Yeah, it's obviously it's key. Um, and usually everything comes down from the top. So if you don't have the right mentality, you can't build the right team, right? And uh, as I was just saying, you got to be direct with people. You got to be honest with people. Uh, you got to treat them fairly. You got to you got to reward them in a way that is an incentive for them personally, right? And everyone might be incentivized or what's important to them might be a little different. So you have to try to find what's important to that person and incentivize them. So for some people, it's just, I just want a stable job where I'm getting a paycheck and I'll, I'll work for you. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it and I'll do it. On. And other people say, hey, I want some upside. 
I'll, I'll put in extra time, but you know, can I get some stock options or whatever? Right. So you have to sort of tailor it depending on the skill level involved in whatever the, whatever that job is within the team, you build a team and you try to keep people as long as you can, because the continuity and the efficiency you get of people who understand how the company works, where it's headed, et cetera, uh, is, is really important. And likewise, you you find people that aren't fitting in, you got to, you got to let them go and find their own, find their own, you know, way in life and something in a path that uh, enriches them. You do have to let people go also that aren't part of the team, don't see the vision, aren't willing to make the commitment. Yeah, Dan, that's great advice. Of course, again, you know, put your people first. Leadership starts at the top. Corporate culture starts at the top. And and again, if, if someone's not quite working out, you set them free and they'll figure out where they belong in a meaningful way, in a meaningful, powerful position for themselves in their lives. And by doing that for them, it sort of is is good karma for you and your company. I mean, it's really great. Dan, congratulations on what you're doing at Plutus Software, of course, the Aureus POS. I mean, that was a vision that you came up with and here you are, you built it and and it's just the go-to sort of POS system now in the industry. So I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series today. It's been great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks so much for help having me on. And, you know, I, I look forward to maybe talking to you again at some point in the future. 